Welcome back to Mr. Bone Reckless, bringing you unfiltered opinions on sports, music, culture, and all things the South. I'm Logan sitting here with Morgan, Dustin, and Ryan. And be sure to give us five stars and a great review on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Click subscribe, share it with your friends, and then leave us a voicemail because there's a link in the description that says click here, leave us a voicemail. That's the place to do it. Check out the website miserable-reckless.com for block content merch. As always, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Morgan, kick it off. All right. Well, this week I got a good, great, and awesome, and in no really particular order because they're all, hell, let's just call them all, all three of them awesome. I don't want to downplay one over the other one, but... um. This past uh, Saturday, we celebrated Brody's four, fourth birthday. Um, it was actually his birthday was last Tuesday, but we had his birthday party this past Saturday, which started out with a lot of rain in the morning and cleared way to some sunny blue skies and perfect weather at the park. So we had a really good turnout for his party and just all around a really good day. He had a blast running around with his friends. And then the uh, same day, this past Saturday, which being the seventh, was the the um, the boss and my uh, as a sixth wedding anniversary. We um, grandma was in town for said birthday party, and she kept she watched the kids that evening. Well, we went and enjoyed some amazing food at the Angus Barn. Yeah, if you ever in, Raleigh want a really good steak. Um, you hop on over to the Angus Barn and and get you one because it doesn't get any better than that. And then, you, you need a gift card for that plug. You need <laughs> to save up a bunch of money for that fucking place. <laughs> Ugh, that because it can get expensive real fast in a hurry. Now that. I think you start out owing twenty dollars just right when you walk through the damn front door. <laughs> That's the cover charge. Look <laughs> <laughs> oh, Welcome to Angus Bond, and that'll be forty dollars. Where you charge me forty bucks just for saying welcome to the Angus Bond? Yes. I don't want to pay. Well, then there you have no reservation, and um, we'll save that forty dollar tab for when you want to come back again and apply it to the next forty dollars. <laughs> Sounds like soup Nazi. It's like, come back one year. <laughs> Steak for you. Oh, <laughs> uh, hoo-ah. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> for those of you who didn't get that part, you obviously never watched Soup Nazi on Seinfeld. So, um, And I'll finish it off with... Uh, we uh, recently just got done decorating for Halloween at uh, our new house there, and Crystal went, uh, I'm not going to say overboard, because you can't go overboard of Halloween decorations, in my opinion. But we have now six of those plug-in, blow-up, front-lawn um, <laughs> decorations. I'll, I'll take a picture and, and send it to you guys later, but it's, uh, it's quite impressive. She has also on the side of the house a display thing that shows like this haunted house and ghosts floating around the side of the house, coming in and out of the haunted house that's displayed on the side of her house. Oh, it's, it's, interactive. It's, basically, it's kind of like Clark Griswold if he was to do Halloween <laughs> decorations. That's awesome. 
Anderson so, keeps but, trying to get me to go back to Home Depot to get Ursula. There's a big Ursula Halloween. <laughs> oh, you got you got to do it. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> wow. wow that's my awesome awesome and uh awesome <laughs> all right ryan good the bad and the ugly so morgan it sounds like not only did you get hit up for the angus barn you got hit up for the yard decorations too so yeah i can imagine the never, 15th never of the mind. month is coming soon never mind the bills that we owe let's go buy decorations <laughs> This is America. You deserve it. <laughs> Treat yourself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but correct me if I'm wrong, and then I'll let Angle go. It's one of Crystal's favorite holidays, right? It is. Yeah. yeah. So, same for Janet. So, I, I hear you. Oh, like electric bills? Oh, no, no. We need to go buy six or seven things to plug into the house. And when electric bill, electric cuts off, <laughs> yeah, I can work. You know how that works? If the electric cuts off, you know what that means? Spooky. Candace. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it'll be spooky and very deflating. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, reporting again on this Southern podcast. Live from Texas. I don't know if that means I'm in the South or not. I'm not sure we ever came to a conclusive decision, but I can tell you definitely where I am. I'm on the Atlantic coast. No, don't mess with Texas, man. Here in Dallas, near SMU, vaunted ACC program of old. Um, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm appreciating the Atlantic breezes, the East coast time that I'm totally in right now recording this podcast. And uh, I mean, I, guys, I have I have like another three hours until I go to bed. I'm the hotel bar downstairs is going for a while. Maybe I'll take a break in the middle of the podcast and go down and, co- and get a couple drinks, mingle with the locals. Oh wait, that happened tonight. Um, more on that later. Cheese, cheese board and some wine. In Dallas, the sky's the limit. I mean, as long as you have the money to pay for it, they'll put you, <laughs> saddle you up right next to somebody within about three inches away from their house, and they'll give you a mansion. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, my good for this week is, uh, I, you know what? Occasionally, occasionally I do this. I can't say I listen to this all the time, but, uh, occasionally I will throw our, our producer who has put together a hundred and however many of these podcasts of bone because of his love so much for Texas dirt music. The last two weeks that I have been down here, I have made a concerted effort to listen. I, I like doing this anyways. Um, in Nashville, I like doing this. And when I was in Wilmington, I like doing this. Uh, I like listening to local independent radio stations. That's separate of Logan. That's separate of this podcast. So anytime I can come somewhere, it's 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 a different vibe. It's something you can't get anywhere else. I get that you can get it on the internet, but it's just something that you're not going to get anywhere. I really like listening to this radio station that's down here in Dallas. I discovered it when I was down here a couple of weeks ago, like six weeks ago, and I've been listening to it the last couple of weeks. The music isn't bad, Logan. I, I'm not into it. I'm not going to claim to be a fan of it. I'm not going to try and co-opt it, but I can understand why you do a podcast about it. And I must say, for whatever it's worth, when I hear them talk about the people on the radio, 
um, intermits the static because I can't always hear it because sometimes <laughs> there's like a Mexican station that's right next door. And I think that's kind of authentic while I'm driving my car down the 15 lane highway and I hear half static, half Mexican and half, you know, American Aquarium or Jerry Jeff Walker or whatever's playing. Um, I must say the, the, the last 10 or so podcasts that you guys have, that's what's playing on this station. So I know that you live in North Carolina, but for whatever it's worth, I was, te- I was texting you tonight and sure as shit, I went to go download a podcast for my flight home. And the first pot, the most recent podcast is the guy we were texting about tonight. I had no clue about it. And what's the name of the band? Oak, Oak Treaty. Uh, Treaty Oak Revival. Treaty Oak Revival. They're playing here at Billy Bob's, which is a big deal in town. And they're a local band. Do I have that correct? Uh, They're from, they're from Texas. I don't remember what part of Texas. I want to say that the um, lead singer worked on the, in the oil fields for a little bit, but I don't know if they're from West Texas though. I'm not totally sure on that. They're not bad. I know they're one of your favorite bands because we were texting earlier. Um, there's a lot of different music. I No one's impressed by this, but I actually have started a playlist of some of the songs that I like. I listen to it while I'm working throughout the day. Like I can listen to it online. So if anyone wants to know what this station is, you can listen to it online. You won't get the Hacienda or whatever music in the background, right? <laughs> You'll just get the normal crystal clear, whatever. But it's... Uh, <laughs> It's probably inappropriate. I don't, I don't, I, 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 look, guys, I don't, it's not my culture. I don't understand it. I'm just going to go ahead and put that out on the, on the record. I'm not trying to be, you wouldn't want to appropriate it. Well, I'm not, I'm not trying to be rude. I just don't, it's, it's (laughs) cool to have the staticky radio station, right? There's one in uh, Nashville called 100.7 lightning, the lightning that I really like listening to, which if you're anyone that's been to Nashville, you can understand all right. Even if you haven't been to Nashville, you can understand why that's a cool radio station. But the one here is 95.9 The Ranch. And it is a big deal, apparently. I didn't know this until I came here. I stumbled upon it by chance. It is uh, it is very cool. They play very good music. Considering we haven't done a song of the month in who knows how long, I'm giving you a whole radio station. Okay. So I'm making up for it. <laughs> <laughs> and if you ever want to go listen to it, 95.9 The Ranch. I am not a fan of Texas dirt music by uh, per se, but if you listen to this for long enough, I guarantee you, if you like this podcast and, or you like any of the songs that are on our song of the month playlist, I guarantee you will find something. Um, They've played American Aquarium. Like I said, a band that we like everybody on this podcast has been going for years and years, multiple times. And I'm probably going on too long about this, but anytime I can find something that's unique and cultural and like local to a place, um, I get excited about it, and and so that's why I'm waxing poetic about it. But this station is very cool. Um, all right, for the bad, I'm going to revert back to Maryland. I've been saving this for a little while. Uh, every that's single just person in on Maryland. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, where right, I live, yeah, I can get behind that. <laughs> where I live, I like a lot. Another state that maybe south, maybe not. Uh, jury's out. But um, I. Uh, where I live, I really like a lot now and uh, different from when we started this podcast. However, all four of you guys are dog owners. Um, I'll just ask this question. You all can answer or not answer from my dad. When you guys had a puppy, did everyone in the neighborhood um, want to give you advice and stop and talk to you while you were trying to go about your day? 
or were you just left alone to just raise your puppy and just be a normal person? Even well, my dog never got big, right? Because she's a beagle Jack Russell mix. Even to this day, people want to stop and like talk to her. But the advice thing, nobody, nah, never really happened. People, everybody wants to sit and talk to her. But part of that, I think, is Bella walks up to him and when she wags her tail, her whole body wiggles and she's looking at him like, "Hey, acknowledge me." Yeah. You got uh, Dustin. You had a puppy recently. I mean, she wasn't really a puppy though. Art, she was two roughly we got her so there was effort and work and training that went into it but you know not the same as a puppy however get stopped a lot because people think she's really pretty and like to tell us that and like to meet her and then she does the bella thing she's like wants to see you so she sees Uh people she like lays down or like tries to get to them Uh and i've even and especially when we're down in like myrtle beach people like go out of their way or I've even had people like yell out the window, like how much they like my dog. And I'm like, thanks, I guess <laughs> just trying to get her to poop. <laughs> <laughs> so Dustin, your scenario and Logan, when I was living in a, a, a building, right. Where you're constantly around people. I mean, um, I, I, I guess I forgot or didn't realize, or it had been a long time. I, like I said, I live in a community. It's not all old people, but there's a lot of old people there. They have nothing better to fucking do. Dustin, your story about driving around and just literally yelling out the window. We have people that drive by that we have never met in our life, and they have license plates from different states. And they will roll down their window, and they'll scream out my dog's name. I sw- I've never seen their car in my life. <laughs> and I'm like, Hello? They're like just kind of like half wave, like just trying to get them to poop, right? Like this is the sixth walk we've been on today, and they're like, <laughs> like I heard about him on the pickleball courts. And I'm, like, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, we're not going over there. And he lays down, and of course, I'm like, I don't think you understand how humans work. They're not going to take their foot off the brake pedal and get off. Sure enough, I'm, I'm convinced. I'm convinced someone's going to do it one of these days. They're going to leave their car with the emergency flashers on and just get out and come over and pet them. I just, I, <laughs> it's getting real old trying to just walk around the community and just, it's as an extroverted person for the most part, it's making me start to hate people. It really <laughs> is. Like, like I, I, I work from home. I just mostly, I just want to like walk my dog in, in peace sometimes, sometimes with my wife or God forbid. God forbid the two of us leave the house. Even if we're just taking the trash out together where we're conversing about something, maybe serious, right? You're missing someone. Yeah, well, you're going to be missing <laughs> someone too. And it's, you know, like, <laughs> I'm going to the dumpster anyways, all right? So, Nah, you should just be like, no, nah, I ain't. He's in the dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> We've joked about doing that multiple times. <laughs> it's dinner time, so we figure we let him pick out what he wants to eat for for supper (laughs) (laughs) all right my ugly it's not football season or uh sorry it's not basketball season it's football season did you all see the thing about coach cal this week Mm, no all right i have a good a bad and a petty apparently coach cal borrowed his neighbor's weed eater this is ringing a bell for anyone Perfect. All right. He borrowed his neighbor's weed eater. Um, 
I'm, I'm assuming his place is somewhere in Lexington. And his neighbor, as opposed to just being a, a reasonable human being and going and asking him for his weed eater back, apparently Coach Cal's constantly on the recruiting trail, um, you know, getting those guys NBA scholarships he, uh, uh, or NIL money or whatever. He, uh, he did not do that. He instead chose the petty route of taking out a Zillow ad um, for his property in his neighborhood. Whereas opposed to literally listing his property, he instead chose to point out that you can live near Coach Cal, who is a wonderful neighbor. You can be real close to the action. You can be right up close next to Lexington's royalty. However, he doesn't return your weed eater. <laughs> and this, of course, went viral. I think it was on Bro Bible, if I'm giving them the, the, the credit. I believe that's where it originated. It's not where I saw it, but I'm pretty sure that's where it originated. And I thought that that was wildly petty and also completes my circuit of states that may be Southern and may not be Southern because it's in must, must have been a Louisville fan. Well, I just I love the idea of not going over and knocking on the guy's door, but instead going to the trouble of taking out a social media ad and then it literally going viral. Like, first of all, that tells you how much people in Kentucky uh care about football season because they literally made a October. <laughs> hey, we're like three weeks away, guys. So, hey, well, the Blue Bloods are doing just fine in football last time I checked. The, the basketball Blue Bloods. We'll talk plenty about football tonight, but that's what I was coming. I'm ready for this season. Hmm. Hell, I'm ready for this season. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, and, and I don't mean that because of how bad Tech's playing in football. I'm actually excited for their uh, the basketball team this year. Oh yeah, man, let's go! That's my good man in the petty. <laughs> All right, well, Dustin, good, the bad, and the ugly. All right, well, I'm gonna start with the ugly. Um, this one will. Probably get close to home. Uh, everyone here, I believe, has been to Cracker Barrel. Everybody knows sort of how that works. You walk in the front of Cracker Barrel. There's a big store, right? You buy all kinds of things. I'm sure as you've been walking around in there waiting for a table for you've noticed they have apparel, generally of the state that they're in. So if you're in a in Virginia, they'll have Virginia Tech and UVA stuff. If you're in North Carolina, it's UNC and NC State stuff. Well, the, my mama, you know, shops in the North Carolina one, right? So she bought many years ago my youngest brother a Wolfpack shirt, like a <laughs> like an apparel shirt. But it but it turned out to be a girl shirt. Apparently, uh, how oh. you know the difference is it, they can put their thumbs through the the like sleeve of their shirt basically well it was also it's like a sorority shirt it was it it was the design of it because i might be at fault for landon having never worn it because when he opened it i was in college at the time and i started laughing hysterically and landon wasn't too keen on it to begin with but then i said mom just bought you a sorority girl shirt because it has like the <laughs> wolf pack or state or whatever across the back and it has like the coloring like it's a sorority girl shirt and he never would wear yeah. it and the thumb loops. So, yeah, and it had the thumb loops and the like. So, anyway, 
sat around in the house forever until my wife found it. She stole it from the house, wears it from time to time. Yesterday, I like, she comes walking downstairs. She's got the Wolfpack shirt on. I look at her and I'm like, really? <laughs> this week, you're wearing the Wolfpack shirt? She's mm-hmm. like, ugh. She's like, but I'm not going back upstairs to change it. <laughs> <laughs> so we can, if, if all hell breaks loose and it goes bad this weekend, we know who to blame. <laughs> Either it goes back to the women of the family, Jenny and my mama for buying the shirt. Uh, all right. Cracker Barrel. All right, Jenny, I thank you card and send it in the mail. <laughs> what about Emmy's uh, headband or whatever? Does that not fit anymore? No, it wouldn't fit at this point. Nor would I let her have it this week. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that's my ugly of the week. Um, my uh, good is I, I watched Coastal and App State play on like Tuesday. Yeah. First of all, I, I didn't know they were playing these football games on Tuesday night, which is kind of cool. Um, makes a ton of sense inventory-wise, right? To like be able to put a game on on Tuesday. Um. But it was a pretty good game. And, you know, like, if you care about either of those teams, you go back and watch the highlights. Like, Coastal was marching down the field, lost the ball, basically immediately turned it back over to him because of a fumble. Coastal went down, kicked a field goal, won the game. Like, it was, it was a good football game. But the best part about it was after the game, the App fans were just livid. I, I believe my understanding is Coastal has never – beaten app at app and uh right. so they were they were not very happy <laughs> and so grayson mccall the quarterback for Cosa, was taunting them a little bit they were throwing out garbage and stuff onto the field but one player in particular i want to give a shout out apparently uh there's a graduate center uh evan jumper who was starting because the guy in front of him was uh injured for the week and a beer got thrown down onto the field. He just picked it up, chugged it, threw it back at him. Apparently someone caught it on uh, video, put it on Twitter, and it went viral. I was just like, hell yeah, man. You beat him, you drank the beer, you threw it back at him. So that was a good night. Very uh, Myrtle Beach of him. And it was, I actually found this article via Myrtle Beach, the Sun News, I believe, is the, the paper down there. But uh, that was... I mean, it was a good football game, but that was just the icing on it. Reading about and seeing the video of Evan Jumper chugging some App State guy's beer and throwing it back to him and walking off for a winner on a Tuesday night. The fourth quarter was awesome. I got a chance to watch it here because I got back late and they're going back and forth, back and forth. The amount of comments about the beach versus the mountains. I was like, y'all, we did this in 2020. Yep. So, uh, good football game. You see something like that on, you got to check it out. Uh, my last is an awesome. Today we, uh, this isn't the awesome part, but today we had some uh, new washer and dryer delivered. Our old one had messed up. Anyway, that's a whole other thing. We're not going down that rabbit hole, but I was talking to the guy about it. I was running some stuff by him, asking him some questions about things. It's, you know, obviously with the washer 
you've got water and then in our utility room there's this whole setup of other stuff nearby that you don't want to get water on so i was asking him some stuff and he he would he was like um i'm from africa and i have this he's like we have this saying it's like water will be your friend today but it'll be your enemy tomorrow i was like oh yeah well i kind of get that um i was like you know grew up in north carolina it's like hurricanes and storms like that like we would get all the time you'd worry about the flooding he's like north carolina <laughs> he was like i love north carolina and so we went on about this for a while um, apparently he lived in raleigh for a little bit um he said he loves raleigh uh and he likes charlotte as well but he loves raleigh and um it i guess where my my awesome of it is it just seems like and i know we're all biased all of us on here always like North Carolina is so great and South Carolina is cool too, but North Carolina is the best. Like this guy from a whole nother continent away, you know, I'm sitting here just talking to him and boom, instant connection over the state. He was super excited about it. He, he like was talking about how much he loved it. It's just funny how many people you talk to just kind of, you get to go down that road and they light up about it. And, uh, I just there's something special about it and he, he even said that he was like he's like i i can tell you like watching it for a while it's like i knew it was gonna just take off at some point and explode because he's like it's, you just saw it coming it was so he was like it was nice the weather the people the, like the cities were growing like <laughs> i was like you're right man it's happened so that's my awesome uh, north carolina's the give the keeps on giving to the world you want me to add on to that two vignettes from this week that i didn't even text you guys about one sure. in dallas love field go to get a rental car at the rental counter there's 11 people in line i text my wife one guy working i text my wife i said there's 11 people in line i'm wearing a north uh the same hat i'm wearing right now carolina hat unc hat I happen to be wearing a Pinehurst quarter zip. So I'm all decked out in North Carolina in the middle of Texas. Now I know SMU's coming over eventually, but no one knows what North Carolina is here in Texas, or at least cares, right? About halfway through the line, it's about 25 minutes later. It's not fun. She's going back and forth with me. We're trying to keep keep light of it. The guy uh all of a sudden out of nowhere looks up and goes, Tar Heels. I'm like, hey, man, what's going on? He goes, man, I'm from North Carolina. For the rest of the 25 minutes that I, that I was in line, and no joke, it was a long, awkward time. We had a conversation <laughs> about North Carolina. Well, he was helping other people. Other people <laughs> were at the desk, and he's like, man, Pinehurst, that's near Fayetteville. I got friends in Lumberton. And I'm like, well, that's weird. I have friends in, in Laurenburg. And he's like, oh, okay, well, blah, 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 blah. And we're going about these small-ass towns that, you know, oh, well, Southern Pines, hey, you know, they, they got some decent beer over there. And I'm, hey, oh, <laughs> you know, I, I saw your Pinehurst thing. With, like, people are getting, like, he's like, also, uh, your car's in C8 and, like, taking forever, and everyone's annoyed. He's like, but anyways, Tar Heels, and I'm like, because he didn't know my name, and I'm like, yeah, all right, well, when SMU comes over, and he's like, well, let me, uh, he goes, what, where'd you live? And I said, well, you know, kind of close to, like, the beaches, so I said, like, Wilmington, and he goes, oh, that's down near Curie Beach, and I said, well, you said it correctly, and he goes, well, yeah, a lot of people try and say it car, but that's the road in town. I'm like, oh, my goodness, this is perfect. <laughs> 
The second is very simple. I was on site and I was doing some stuff on a, on a big uh, thing that I'm doing for work, which is why I'm in Texas. And uh, a woman walked by and I'm wearing a North Carolina quarters it because can't help myself. Don't have the hat on because it's unprofessional. And uh, at least in this environment. And uh, she stopped. She literally did a double take. This is an empty building, by the way. I'm, I'm setting it up for people to move into. Uh, nine story building. She walks by stops does a double take comes back i'm like can i help you like i'm just like what what nine empty stories like what what could you possibly need like you clearly have a badge to get in here so like she stops looks at me and goes tar heels hell yeah and just keeps moving on (laughs) (laughs) that's all she wanted to say (laughs) (laughs) all right well i've got a good great and I would say probably the best characterization would probably be awkward. Uh, start with the good MJ Morris uh, after his first couple series got settled in and played pretty well uh, in his first action. That was the first time we've put up 48 points against an FBS team in a long time. I didn't know what offense we were watching with some of those explosive plays. Happy to see that. Hope that continues this week against a Marshall was a, was a good, like a pretty well-ranked defense, but Dukes is better. So it'd be interesting to see how he does against the blue devils this weekend. But that leads me into my great uh, first stop on the the tailgate season podcast uh, tailgate tour this year is Wallace Way Stadium this Saturday, Duke versus NC State. Um, me and Kenshin are go- going. Jordan has to work night shift this weekend, so he wasn't able to. He wishes he could make it. A couple of my buddies from um, that go to state games with me are going. Uh, so that should be a good time. We're, we're sitting in the, the, I guess you would call it, there aren't really any bad seats in Wallace Way. We're sitting in the cheap seats in general admission. So no, no uh, ticketed seats. You just get into the section. But it'll be fun to get to a game at Wallace Wade. I haven't been in a few years, but I'll be there this Saturday. And then let's get to the part that I would probably classify as awkward. Uh, It ties into the Coastal Carolina App State game, actually. So the sideline reporter for that game was Uh none other than Abby Labar. I don't want to misconstrue it. I don't really know Abby personally, but I've met Abby many, many times. We went to college together. We had classes together. And we have hung out in group settings because we have mutual friends on numerous occasions. Personally, I like Abby from the very distant that I've met her, but she, this was like her first gig back as a sideline reporter uh, after her scandal where there was some infidelity with some hockey players from the Canes and she got let go and she went uh, into doing some other stuff for a year. And now she, I guess she's back on the sideline doing some games like this, but her first assignment, people didn't bother to check into what it was. That's the Coastal Carolina app game. Well, who is on the offensive staff for the Coastal Carolina Shanty Clares, but none other than her estranged former fiance that she was cheating on. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like I'm sure that they probably didn't have any interaction and everything was fine, but Twitter had a field day with it. And I was just like, when I saw that, I was like, Oh, they really didn't think about this one that, you know, her fiance is on the, went with Tim Beck down to, to Conway. <laughs> uh, so I found that kind of funny, but at the same time, it was a little bit awkward. That was the first thing I thought of when I saw her on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. I did too. <laughs> Which is not cool. You don't want to be judged for your mistakes. but Yeah, and like I said, I, from personal dealings with her three years, Abby's a nice girl. So I don't want to beat it to come across like it's bashing Abby for mistakes she made. But, but yeah, I did think that that was uh, a little bit humorous 
from from a college football fans viewing perspective. You guys want to know another funny story from the road that has nothing to do with anything, but it plays plays in perfectly with what you just said. What's that? Go for it. I get back late. I'm just trying to watch the SMU game. I don't drink during the week because I got to get up really early and it's 11 hour days and you don't want to be messing with your clients and everything. If you're, you're drinking, especially when you're on site. So I get back, I'm done. I'm going to fly out tomorrow. Got to do the podcast, have a drink or whatever, chill out, relax. All I want to do is watch the SMU ECU game. 15 minutes to go. The guys are like, yeah, we're good. Like kids are down, whatever. Great. I'm like, okay, let me get it. Let me get a drink. I'll bring it upstairs, put it on the room, whatever. I literally turn around from signing my bill. And I kid you not when I say, and I'm not trying to exaggerate or be whatever. I had nothing to do with this. There's a Logan, you would have, you would have been very happy to meet this woman and hope that she you were going to spend the rest of your life with her. Let's put it that way. She's very, <laughs> very attractive. And uh, she's not from the area. Obviously, she's staying in a hotel. And she asked me, well, what are you what are you drinking? And I said, well, I'm drinking gin. And she goes, oh, Christmas trees. Well, you must be a nostalgic person. And I'm like, well, that's an interesting <laughs> one. I've never heard that one before. <laughs> and I did say that to her. And uh, and I'm like, yeah, well, like, well, you know, trying to be halfway friendly. And I'm like, well, what's your drink of choice? And she goes, well, normally it's uh, it's probably a nice glass of white wine. But tonight it's tequila. She goes, I've had a day. And she goes, have you had a day? And she's like going through this. And I'm like, I like, I, I, so basically I give her like the, I got a business call. I got to go. Cause as far as I'm concerned, this is a business call, you know, we're, we're bringing content to America at this point. And I'm like, uh, you know, like the guys are texting and like, we're, we're like ready to go. I got, I got it. As I texted them earlier, I got to get upstairs in the elevator and like get set up to do this. And so I'm sitting there and I'm like, but at the same time, like she's just intriguing with like the story she starts telling. So you're talking about infidelity. So she got, she was in San Francisco. She's from the Tampa, Florida area. I kid you not. This is a Florida or the field coming, coming into this. She is from the Tampa, Florida area. And she flew to San Francisco earlier in the week. And I don't want to put this woman's blast on blast too much, but basically she comes up to me at the bar and just downloads that like, Hey, like this is the situation. She got a bunch of text messages because of some sort of cheaters group that where they all bonded together over the fact that I guess they all found out that her husband has been not doing awesome things. And by not doing awesome things, I, and mind you for the record, I'm married and I'm sitting in a hotel bar listening to this. And I'm like empathizing because I'm thinking like, holy fuck, I'm also on a business trip. I can't imagine if I got hit up with like screenshots of like really enjoyed the crap out of whatever. Right. And I'm sitting there and I'm just, (laughs) so I'm just like, you gotta be kidding me. So I'm like, I'm sitting there and I'm sitting there and I'm sitting there. But at the same time, I'm also like, this never happens. This is like, you were talking about Clark Griswold earlier. I'm like, this is like the most Clark Griswold, like, like experience ever <laughs> like, like the, hey how's it going and you're just like i i not only do i have a podcast i'm married i'm happily married like i'm also on a business trip like i just it just and of course we're the only two people at the bar the bartender fucking got up and left 
Like he probably thought like we were going to like, I, I don't know. I just, I, he literally got up and vacated the bar. I've never seen a bartender do that. <laughs> so I'm like, I text, I texted the guys earlier. I'm like, is this a prank? Like, you, like, <laughs> are you guys all gonna like hop out of the bushes like so yeah. we hop like, out of the like bushes I said, and... like progressive, like progressive <laughs> yeah. be like surprise we're here for the treaty oak concert <laughs> we figured we'd pull a fast one on you <laughs> i mean yeah. it's it's you Go mentioned ahead. griswold it, it's like him in the uh in the pool Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like he's, he's at the hotel. It's like the same story. It's a very similar story. Let's put it that way. It, um, except for he was a little further into the pool. Let's put it that way. Oh, I was. I mean, I, I very clearly had my wedding ring on. Was drinking out of that <laughs> hand with the gin, and at the same time, I'm also. It was what like 15 minutes past when I. I mean, I I felt bad. I was listening, but at the same time, I was also like, "This is kind of an interesting story." But I also empathize with her. Like, this is hard. Like, I was like, "What?" Like, we talked about her kids. Like, what she's gonna do? She gets home. Like, I'm like, they're, yeah. they're all like my niece's age. I'm like, fuck. Like, like I guess yeah. you put the explicit tag on it now, but <laughs> I was just like, Man, I think Dustin already dropped an f bomb earlier. So. <laughs> So the explicit tag joke, was coming on it anyways. <laughs> as I joke with Logan before the podcast started, you guys can clearly see that I'm in a twin bed because my company spares no expense. And uh and there's nobody in the room and there's nobody in the bed. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> be, on camera. Be, in case there is any worry, yes, yes, I can confirm that what I see <laughs> with my own two eyes. <laughs> so the podcast saved me again from other no, I never would have done anything like that. But I just was like, this, this, this doesn't happen. This is just, <laughs> this is too good to be true. This is, is this some sort of spy situation? <laughs> Who's to say? Social engineering. So, you passed, I guess. There's your Texas uh, fidelity or whatever you want to call it story. High, <laughs> high fidelity. <laughs> All right, Morgan, throw it over to you for this week's pick em. <laughs> All right. Well, first off, I'd just like to say it is awesome. Um, we can't show you the records, nor can we mention the, the, the numbers, but it's okay because, I mean, I'm in first place and that's all that matters. So on to the, uh, it's the, record, <laughs> on to the games. Um, Sorry. I, I, didn't I probably did last, so that's why it doesn't matter. Um, only when I'm winning. <laughs> Morgan, it always only matters when you're winning. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. So on to our first game. SMU at ECU. <laughs> we have 59 seconds left. Go ahead and pick, guys. SMU. <laughs> <laughs> I probably would have picked them anyway, but I do think it would. This is a bit unfair, but anyway, yeah, let's just do it. SMU, uh, SMU, around the, around the table. Yep. <laughs> All right. Next up, Jordan, Georgia Southern at JMU. Um, go JMU. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with the Dukes. I I don't have much to say about Georgia Southern and JMU. I'm I'm just gonna just pick the Dukes and move on. 
I thought it was interesting because Georgia Southern's four and one. They're in the, what the fun belt. And then JMU, I don't even know what conference they're in. Does anyone know? I know they beat UVA. I know they just came over recently from division whatever, FBS. But uh, JMU's 5-0, and the game's at JMU in Harrisonburg. It's kind of a fun little Southern game. So uh, as I wrote in the text earlier, only time you'll ever hear me say go Dukes, let's see if JMU goes 6-0. and Yeah, I got JMU. All right. All right, next up. Got um, got number eight Oregon in their five hundred jersey collaborations, going over to to Washington. Well, that should be fun. Um, they can go and change into multiple uniforms and look at the beautiful landscapes, you know, from the uh, the football field. So I don't know. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Washington. So I saw something earlier, which is kind of interesting. This is from ESPN. I'm not stealing anything. Although, um, we do do this on Thursday. So if you hear any of these comments tomorrow, you know where you got it from, right? Your favorite (laughs) shows. What is it? Favorite shows, producers, favorite podcast. But uh, uh, eight, Oregon, right, is going to Washington, number seven. Uh, Oregon has... Bo Nix, I believe he has the highest completion percentage in America. And I believe Michael Penix, who's the quarterback, old Indiana quarterback, now the quarterback at Washington, has the most receiving yards. So it's like the highest ranking offenses that have ever come in. If you want to watch uh, defense, I would suggest you find an Alabama game or something else. But um, I put the sale getting wins because I think Washington will pull this one out, even though I'm an Oregon Fan, and I think Bo Nix is a good quarterback coming from over from Auburn. Auburn. Um, I think Michael Penix and Washington actually need this more. I think people are more saturated with Oregon. I think this is Washington's. The last time they were on a stage like this was in 2016, and they kind of um, blew the blew the experience. So, what um, what's everybody else picking? Number eight versus number nine, good QB matchup. But I th- Michael Penix Jr. I think is a straight up dog. He is a he has been throwing for three hundred and fifty four hundred yards consistently this year, and couple that with the fact that my buddy Kenny Stats picked Oregon, always fade Kenshin. Give me Washington. <laughs> Incidentally, they're talking about it on ESPN right now, so they've already picked up on what we're saying, even though it's not on the air. <laughs> So, Chase and Dustin. This is this is pretty simple. Is the game a toss-up? Probably, but here's what you need to know. It's been game day every week. There's those awful, awful paid Bo Nicks for Heisman people standing around with their signs, ruining your view of people who actually made clever signs and are there to be a part of the experience or potentially be there for their team that they care about, or, or maybe they live in the area, whatever people there for the, you know, fun of it, not there because someone paid them to hold a stupid fucking sign. Since we already got the E on here, uh, for some guy to win a Heisman, you know what? The sign isn't going to win him the Heisman is what he, it, it's just not going to work. And I'm tired of seeing it. And for that reason, 
I'm picking Washington because fuck Oregon, and I hope they lose the rest of the season. And I hope he has an awful year and isn't at the final stage of the season of the Heisman and doesn't get to. I hope he gets to watch it at home and not be there at it. So, so tired of that shit. You know when all that started at Oregon for the Heisman? It was uh, Joey Harrington. Remember that guy's name? No. <laughs> it was like oh, he played for the Lions, I think. He played in the NFL briefly, but long story short, they they literally bought billboards in New York City because they thought that, that would help his Heisman chances. Mind you, this is before smartphones. So, just I'm over it. <laughs> if you couldn't tell, <laughs> fresh off your game day experience. Also, stick to like three jerseys too. Like Jesus, man. <laughs> Home away alternate. Is it that hard? Like, nobody fucking cares that Nike supplies you. (laughs) Be more like Penn State. Just be boring. (laughs) You call it boring, I call it tradition. (laughs) You don't need to have 500 versions of whatever. We all know it. Um, Next up, Florida at South Carolina. So the... uh, you got the uh, beat-up pickup truck coming up and parking next to the Beamer. <laughs> Let's see if their fucking pickup truck can even make it up the road, because <laughs> I don't think it'll make it. And therefore, I believe South Carolina will win. Uh, Dustin, what are you thinking? Uh hmm. I'm not necessarily a Beamer believer, but I like his Instagram videos that he makes that my wife shows me with his team. <clears throat> They're very clever and funny and entertaining, and I hope it's helping him with the recruiting because he needs it. So South Carolina for this one because they're at home, but that'll be it. I'd, if it was in Florida, I'd, I'd pick uh, Tom Petty song would put him over the top. Mm-hmm. Uh, Logan yeah I mean I don't think either of these teams are really that great um, they have moments where they play better and they have moments where they just don't look very good that being said I think I'm going to go with the Gators on this one uh, Angle so I wrote down Beamer for the win because it's at home um, not a huge believer in U.S. quarterback uh, yet, but I also understand that Florida is third in the East, and I understand that while they may not be playing for the championship um, over there yet, they do have something to play for. I still just think that maybe this is Shane Beamer seems to put it together in big games. This isn't a big like national televised game, but I think this is a game that matters for them, especially if they can take out um, Florida. And uh, I know that there's a lot of things that go into a game, but I think Spencer Radler might be the better quarterback here. Then uh, what's it? What is it? Richards the third or something? Anyone want to correct me on that? Does that sound right? Couldn't tell you. Miller, Miller, Miller the third. Sorry. So going to be milling around somewhere if you don't start winning some football games. <laughs> Well, they're doing pretty well this year. They're third in the East. 
So they're they're within striking distance. We talk a lot on this on this program about Ole Miss and Florida's sitting right opposite in the East, although uh, Georgia's you know also in the East. So that's pretty much the end of the conversation about Florida. In in recent years, being third in the East isn't maybe what it was was. Being third yeah. in the East is like uh, is like being anyone in the AL that's not in the AL East. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, White Sox. Uh, you 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 will not be going to the playoffs because the four teams from the AL East plus the winners of the other two divisions will be going. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, this ought to be a fun one. Auburn at LSU. Saturday. Wow. Oh, it's Saturday night at LSU? Well, fuck, give me LSU then. <laughs> Angle? Yeah, you're agreeing with Vegas. They have LSU as an 11-point favorite. Um, and I... I uh, Never mind the coach is an idiot, but, you know. Well, yeah, he he doesn't even know who his quarterback is. If you saw the highlights from last week, he uh, mentioned that uh, that quarterback for LSU is pretty good. I guess that was his attempt to get him a Heisman nod. Um, but uh, but all the SEC CC media uh, bid onto it because all I've heard this week is about how Jaden Daniels is at the top of the the Heisman voting. All of a sudden, uh, it's it's amazing what happens all of a sudden when Alabama you know has a less than stellar or maybe just young and learning quarterback and Jay and Jalen Miller. So uh, I love that. Uh, hopefully, we have some Alabama fans out there because. Uh, um, I have somehow found a way to work Alabama into a, a game where we're supposed to be picking Auburn and LSU. <laughs> They're two I mean, hated rivals. If, so, if Bama fans want to get mad about uh, talking about quarterbacks, I mean, I don't really think they had incredible quarterbacks for a long time. So maybe it's just a reversion to the mean. Um, maybe it's just sort of the kind of football that Nick Saban plays, yeah. and they, they had, had a couple. They had a run of three NFL quarterbacks in a row, and but before that, people forget that you can find your favorite Alabama quarterbacks from the other national titles calling games on ESPN now. And, uh, <laughs> as a Patriots fan, I can assure you that NFL quarterback is a loose generalization for Mac uh, Mac Jones, <laughs> who has scored, I believe, zero points in the last two weeks. Um, but anyway, certainly less than Sam the Man Howe. But um, uh, if you want my pick for the game, LSU is the 11-point favorite. They're playing in Death Valley. And um, this is another one of those games where uh, the, uh, neither one of them can stop the rush. Um, uh, LSU certainly can't. So watch Auburn stomp all over them. They're not going to cover them. But they'll win. <laughs> so, yeah, it'll be a fun one game or less. Yeah. This one's simple. Like, I don't like Mr. Fake Southern. Never will. Uh, don't wish him well at all at LSU. However, LSU at home, especially at night, give it to me. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm not picking Auburn in that one. You know who did? Tekio Spikes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's allowed to pick whatever he wants to. That's a scary man. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all Morgan's going to say about that. <laughs> all you have to do is watch the uh, the Auburn uh, Alabama thirty for thirty. Yeah. Every time they show him, all he does, he just says with the same line each time: "War bleeping eagle," and that's it. 
That's all. They just show him and he says that and that's it. I'm like, all right, well, definitely put you in the short list of people you don't want to run into a back alley. Mm. Roll credits. (laughs) Contributions by Tokyo Spikes. Uh, uh, Logan, what are you thinking? Yeah, I mean, I think this is going to be Mr. Authentic when in this game. All right, and on to our last game, State at Duke, because there's no other games to pick. <laughs> <laughs> just, just kidding, because, you know, we... I'll let Angle have his game to pick, especially because it's a big one for Carolina. Number 25, the U, is showing up at the scary, almighty Chapel Hill Stadium where they get so loud and rough and crazy and sell it out and everything. Um, 6.30 on ABC, too. Man, they did something right. Is it? Um, is it actually seven thirty? Is this year in Texas when you pull that up? Probably, probably, probably seven thirty. Real, real time, which yeah. is there's only one real time, and that's East Coast time. So thirty in the morning. I wasn't accounting yeah. for. Damn. <laughs> Damn so just in case to all the down. Carolina fans that we have out there listening, it's it's seven thirty, not six thirty. Damn Carolina fan can't even get a damn kickoff time right. That's correct. But I'm in the central time zone. Milk country with their fake rules out here because they need more time for the sun to grow their milk or whatever. That's to grow their grow the milk. I don't know how it works. We're on the east coast. We 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 make industry. (laughs) Angle's like, get your milk from Um, the supermarket like the rest of us. (laughs) (laughs) This should be. This should be an interesting game. You got uh, Carolina, whose defense over the last couple of years, you don't know what the hell you're going to get. Um, offense is pretty decent. And it should be a nice game since their their kid who has been ineligible to play all season will be able to play. Um, but they're going up against a ranked Miami team who. Uh, Let's just say shit the bed last week. Uh, trying to be trying to be fancy with what should have been a kneel down to win the game. They decided that they wanted to get in on the first down and then let the clock do its job. Um, well, they they fucked around and found out that uh, <laughs> can't. You, sometimes you just take just kneel on the ball and you know take the win. Uh, yeah. That didn't happen. They fumbled the ball. Georgia Tech, who's the, the yeah, Georgia Tech won the game. <laughs> so my Miami is going to be looking for uh, some payback against somebody, and unfortunately, it's going to be Carolina's defense. I, it, you got all the makings for just like a. Sorry, Carolina, you just happen to be our next team we're playing, and uh, our offense is going to let everyone know that we still know how to play football. Yep. Um, and that's not me. I know I talk a lot of shit about Carolina on here, but the the, the honesty is like it's got, like I just said, it's got all the makings for Miami just being like, all right, well, we're going to throw seven touchdowns in the first half and good night. Um. With that said, I think Miami, I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but I think Miami's going to get come away with the win here. Angle? 
the resident Carolina resident a lot fan. Of it. I can't believe that that happened to them last week. I mean, obviously, I was texting you guys late about it. Dustin got back to me the next day. He was kind of half falling asleep until he paid attention to it. But uh, I, I to not – if you listen to this podcast and you've listened this far, you already know what happened because you watch sports. So we'll leave it at that. I can't believe that Georgia Tech, of all people, Logan's one team, one team that was going to beat us this year, has reached out from beyond the grave. They haven't even played us yet. I don't, so I don't know if they're beyond the grave. Maybe they're beyond the cradle. And, 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 and they've already robbed us of this win because they've primed Miami to be in perfect fighting position. And if you think that Mario Cristobal, who was the coach last year, hasn't primed them with all the video of last week, followed by all the video of them losing the last four, Miami has lost the last four against Carolina. They are ripe with anger and whatever. Let's see what the U-Train does. I know I picked them at the beginning of this year to be to be a little bit better than they are. I know they took a beating after they lost to Tech. Um, I, I think that this is a this is a trap game for Carolina. Um, so I'm I'm I, I told you guys this morning. I think Carolina takes an L. I, I just I, I think Miami's going to come out and just we'll see what happens. Six thirty ABC. Tune in. And for everybody else, that's seven thirty. Um, <laughs> and if you can't find it, you can watch. <laughs> for those of you who tune in at six thirty and wondering why you're still watching, you know, uh, Rutgers play uh, Maryland or somebody like that, um, I think they play Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> Big Ten football, awesome. <laughs> Oh, we can't all play Charlotte all the time, Marilyn. Um, Dustin, how are you feeling about this game? Yeah, I'll just say this. I watched that Miami game, a good portion of it, especially the important parts at the end. It's bad all the way around. Um, It's just bad. Embarrassing and bad. Like, this is JV's 101 stuff. That said, they might be motivated, but they ain't going to win. Carolina's going to beat them here. Carolina's going to get the win. But instead of – but I'm I'm going to do this because I just want to have fun with it over the next few weeks. Georgia, they'll get the Georgia Tech monkey off their back this year. They're going to beat them. But they're going to lose to Duke at State, and we're going to stop you from going to the ACC title game by getting giving you those two losses. That's where I'm going to go ahead and run with for the rest of the season until it doesn't happen. I love it. I love it. Logan. We talked about this on tailgate season two days ago. I'm just going to be straight with, with America right now. And I hate having to admit this, but I, I called it preseason. Carolina is good this year. I mean, they are just flat out good. The offense is just as good as they were, if not better than last year. Yeah, they're a little more balanced this year, and the defense isn't historically bad. It's serviceable to sometimes pretty good. You pair that with an elite offense, you've got a really, really good football team. They have been a cover machine this year. They also own Miami. They're going to beat Miami. It's going to be closed for about three quarters, but Carolina's going to also cover the spread and probably win by 10 to 14. 
Miami is not a mentally strong team. I don't buy the whole they're getting angry. I think that last month probably killed their season. Last month, last week killed their season. And I think Carolina is going to ultimately open it up in the fourth quarter. And I will state this that, and I said this also on tailgate season, Carolina plays Georgia Tech, I believe, in two weeks. If Carolina gets past Georgia Tech, and I know that's weird to people, but there's a history there. They get past Georgia Tech and Atlanta. Carolina has a really realistic shot at going 12 and 0 this year. And I'm, I'm being dead serious when I say that. Yep. Uh, and, uh, uh, and I'll be happy. I'll be happy for you, Angle. But for I, all I you probably won't. But <laughs> I, no, I, I mean, won't. No, I will not I mean, be happy. What, I, what I mean is, I, I don't give a shit about Carolina. I mean, I'll be happy for Angle as, as a person, but his team is. No, I won't be happy for that either. <laughs> but. I cannot, I, I just, I don't want that to happen because I, the, the Carolina fans that I do not like who are annoying as fucking wishy-washy bandwagon fans, it'll annoy the piss out of me. It's, it's like I this told Jordan. happy for you podcast. This is the, <laughs> it's like I told Jordan when he, he's kind of jumped on the bandwagon of what I said preseason. And he's just like, I just don't believe it. Every time you say it, Jordan, I was like, Jordan, there is hours at this point over two shows hours of audio on the internet of me calling that Carolina was going to be this good this year. This isn't something I'm saying one week trying to jinx you. I said preseason on two different shows every week. I have been saying how good this Carolina football team is. I was like, you didn't believe it. I was like, I called it from the beginning. The first game uh, for that I ever went to as a college student, Carolina beat uh, Miami on Halloween. I believe that was in 05. Don't quote me on that. Everybody rushed the field, blah, 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 blah. This is back when Miami had some players. I'm not saying they don't now. Um, to your point about them not being mentally strong, this is the same team that we said, I believe, maybe it was last year, maybe it was the year before. It's the fourth year we've done this now. Fourth fall that we've been picking games, guys, um, and America. So uh, maybe pay attention by now. But um, uh, wasn't it Miami that played Alabama a couple of years ago? And we were like, if they lose this game, they're yeah. they're done for the rest of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. They so. got the piss beat out of them. Yeah, they did. Couldn't remember which Florida team underperformed. Was it all three of them? <laughs> UCF was the best team in Florida for a couple of years there. Here's, here's what's really going to happen is that, uh, Angle's team is going to get all the way to the end undefeated. And then for somehow, for some reason, the entire postseason is going to be canceled and never played. The, the, <laughs> the, two, the two scenarios I, I outlined for, for Jordan that I say are, I ain't going to say they're likely, I said, but they're very, very realistic at this point, the midway point of the season. I said Carolina goes 12-0, and and then who do they have to face? None other than Florida State. Mac Brown's alma mater, who he has never beaten. I was like, so that's an interesting storyline that probably will drive some worry for Carolina fans. I said, the other one is you have Louisville, Carolina, and Florida State all in contention to go to Charlotte by the end of the year. And Carolina's 11 and 0 coming into Raleigh. And a loss to NC State causes Louisville to go to Charlotte instead. I said, I could very realistically see in that happen too. <laughs> now, well, that, is the, that is the scenario that I would relish. And I would just be uh, like a pig and shit <laughs> if that happened. <laughs> There's another scenario. That's a good way to describe an NC State fan, a pig and shit. Especially <laughs> in the I've been there. <laughs> Nothing to write home about America. 
I've said it, Carolina has a the top three tailgating scene for a parking deck. <laughs> it, and, and Louisville is already, what's so plausible about that is Louisville's already 3-0 in the conference yep. and they have a yeah. cakewalk for the rest of the year. Yep. Like, they have by far the easiest schedule. Yep. So, very, very plausible. Yep. Yeah, another scenario would be Carolina has to face Texas. Another I'll point out for America that I read a survey talking to my family about this this week. They they asked people what is the best year of your life. They asked like I don't know how many thousand people about this, and everybody responded and they did all the averages or whatever. And the answer was thirty six. Would you like to know what year was thirty six for me, America? May of 2020 to May of 2021. Guess where I was? <laughs> on my couch. You know what I was doing when I was on my couch? I was watching Carolina go to the Orange Bowl, where they played okay until midway through the fourth quarter against Texas A&M. Could I go to the Orange Bowl? No, no, it wasn't safe, apparently, for me to go to the Orange Bowl. And quite frankly, I didn't really want to go to the Orange Bowl because it's not worth it for me to get really, really badly sick. Because this is pre-vaccine, all right? So you can take whatever you take that to the bank if you want to, but you get where I'm saying talking about December 2020. All right. I know this is not a vaccine conversation. What I'm saying is my team went to the Orange Bowl, a place that I would have loved to have gone. I've been to Miami multiple times. It's probably the game I I like I to use your term relish the most, although maybe I should save that for like the, you know, the Heinz Bowl or whatever. But uh, anyways, uh, I, I was super ecstatic to go there. No, 2020. What happened the next year? I think we ended up in the in the in the what the Mayo Bowl for a couple of years there. So well, now that you brought a vaccine, I'm just playing. Uh, the thing, that, <laughs> the thing about the thing about another thing about kids. And, uh, <laughs> the thing about uh, and Jordan brought up that Orange Bowl too. And the thing, like I told him, you won eight games that year in a year and made it to the Orange Bowl. It's an asterisk beside it. That's a sham. It was a COVID year. It doesn't count. <laughs> I was like, eight well, wins just, shouldn't get you in the Orange Bowl. I'm just happy the Big Ten was able to join us that year. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, enough hate on Carolina. I don't even know if you all never. We just have a whole pod. <laughs> we should just have a whole podcast for one week. They're just like, just the angle just has to sit there, and the three of us just berate him. And just like just unload. And then, and another thing. We should have an asterisk podcast like they did on True South, where it's just Carolina hate, politics, and biblical knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to listen if you don't want to. That would it's be like, all oh. things the South. <laughs> and then you just finish off. Well, if, if if Carolina football fans really annoy you, just wait a few years, they'll go away. <laughs> You're like, I don't mean no harm, but Carolina fucking sucks. <laughs> uh all right, on to a better game. Um, the Battle of the Brothers right here. NC State at 17 Duke. 7 p.m. We got the time right here, I'm, I'm uh, assuming, right? 8 p.m. <laughs> ACC all Network, them, 8 p.m. All of them came for me. So Jesus, Angle. It's It was 6.30 in the morning Central Time. I mean, I'm just looking at whatever the thing told me. I don't even know what language you're speaking right now. There's one time. 
Just one time zone. When I typed in ESPN college football this week and the scoreboard came up and I picked the games, I just put in what I thought was the, I, at least I got them in chronological order for the day. You know, I just, I, yeah, I, what do you expect from a Carolina fan? Apparently a hard worker who gets up at six in the morning to pick games for y'all. Well, I assume the tutor wasn't there this week to do it for you. <laughs> no, but there's other people I've definitely met in the hotel lobby. Oh man, I'm just fucking with you. So it's a story. I know. Oh, the battle of the two brothers, man. This should be a good game, actually. Um Duke continues on their path to having a good season here. Um I got nothing bad to say about either one of these teams. I always considered state to be like like Tex brother and Duke. I've I'm I'm actually excited for for their team this year, man. They're playing really good, and I'm happy for you, man. Um, with that said, um, <laughs> I think Duke I think Duke Cake takes care of business at home in front of their 50 fans. <laughs> Which sucks because there's a lot of Duke football fans, and I wish they would fill that place out. Um. Yeah, I think Duke take takes care of business and continues onward. Uh, Dustin, go ahead. What's fun about this game is I read a little bit of just the the history, not the history of the game necessarily, but like the past. 20 years the teams have basically not played each other but for 74 years 1924 to 2003 played each other every year then the conference got all fancy and had to add a bunch of teams and ruin everything and then didn't take care of rivalries and such but basically it's it, what i saw was for from since 2003 it's only been four times that we played which is ridiculous and then the last time State, and I know Logan's mentioned this before, Dave Dorn, I believe it was his was it his first season? Uh he came to he played at Duke in 2013. And then that's the last time State's been. So it's been 10 years on the old model of the ACC. Every, once every 10 years, Duke or State visited the other team's stadium to play a football game, which is just silly. So I just want to put that out there. It's crazy. I hope that whatever future scheduling model when we get Dallas Atlantic Coast and California Atlantic Coast in here that we can not have that happen again. Um, for this game, uh, I think it's going to be a good football game. It's kind of a toss-up um, as to who comes away with the win because there's a lot of factors going on. One, Riley Leonard. Duke's starting quarterback for the past two seasons is out. I mean, he's not for sure out, but chances of him playing seem pretty slim. Yeah. Um, I would imagine that they're not going to push it and that he's not going to play. Um, the backup quarterback, Henry Bielen, is supposed to be pretty good. His arm's actually supposed to be better, but he does he has no reps, right? You're putting him in a game-time situation, and he's got to 
grow up fast. Doesn't matter how much he's done it at practice. It's different playing the game. That's a negative. Um, on the other side of it, like you've heard Logan complain about it this year, and I've heard it other places. State's offensive line, not great this year. Duke's defensive front has been real good this year. Um, it will be interesting to see what happens there. All in all, it's a couple of good teams playing each other. Uh, there's a little bit of that regional rivalry piece, even though they don't play each other because they actually are in the same area, 20-something miles from one another. Um, my takeaway on this is I think ultimately Duke figures it out. They find a way to win the game. It's going to be a close game all the way through. Um, it's I think what State will try to do is make them make Beelan beat him, beat them with his arm. And if he can start connecting with the receivers, it'll get a lot easier. If not, it's going to be a struggle of a game, and it's going to be old Dave Doran special with uh, defenses trying to trade one another. MJ Morris could be a difference maker in that regard, but honestly, I didn't watch the game last week, and I only read a little bit about it, so we'll see. Either way, picking Duke, so let's go. Nice. All right, on to the other brother. Logan. Riley Leonard being out definitely helps the situation. Uh, Duke overall is a better team, but Duke still can can definitely win this game without Leonard. But Duke's rushing attack is very good this year. Re- but the reality is State's rush defense is fantastic. Mm-hmm. The pass defense is a little vulnerable if you can attack the safeties. The corners are very, very good. The safeties are weak. So if this guy you know can get comfortable and can attack the safeties, Duke can uh, really kind of do some damage in the secondary, but state still is first in the conference and sixth in the country in sacks. Their third down defense first in the conference, 14th in the nation. They're uh, first in the conference or second in the conference and in interceptions and 19th in the country state defense is still really solid unit. Didn't have a great week last week against Marshall, but overall still a, a very, very good unit. The offense has been terrible, save for last week. It looked a lot more explosive with MJ Morris against a, a Marshall undefeated Marshall team at that point who actually has a good defense. But Duke's defense is better. So the reality is we'll see if he can have enough time in the pocket. We'll see if the explosive plays still continue. I'm going to be there wearing red, as I imagine probably at minimum a third, but probably half the stadium will. And for that, that I'm buying all, I'm all in on MJ Morris this week. Since I'm going to be there, let's go Wolfpack. I'm picking NC State to go on the road, beat a ranked team. <laughs> all right, Angle. I'm glad you guys did your research because I was going to bring up some of that stuff. I did some, also, I also did some research to piggyback on what you guys just said. I think this is going to be a battle of the trenches because your quarterback's gone. I think if you have weak safeties and you have a good pass rush, that actually kind of evens itself out well. We know you have lights out in the middle, absolutely lights out. And I'm not saying that because they've beaten us the last couple of years. I'm saying the fact that they've remained healthy has made NC State enjoyable to watch. I like watching all three of those guys play together. Um, So, again, if you can rush the passer, especially a young, inexperienced guy who doesn't have reps, 
chances are he's not going to throw it downfield. It's just not right. So safeties can maybe cheat up a little bit battle of the trenches, which leads me to the first thought that I had then, especially if Duke has a good rushing offense. Okay. Who's fitter, right? Is it the team with the better food or is it the team that's, you know, been there and done that for a little while, right? Duke being the team, obviously with the better food, we brought that up multiple times. I can tell by their coach clearly better food. (laughs) Um, However, more important is the weather. Sometimes, what is it? The the map makes the battle or whatever they say, right? Um, a steady rain in the morning, showers continuing in the afternoon, high of 71, chance of rain, 70%, rainfall near a quarter of an inch. Okay, well, I think I just took the ball out of your young quarterback's hands. So in that case... I'm gonna go with the uh, I'm gonna go with the defense actually, which is different from how I felt this morning. I'm gonna go with the defense. I'm gonna go with the red. I'm not gonna say any, either one of their names. <laughs> the team that the American Aquarium band sang about. Oh, we hungry. <laughs> we eat. <laughs> Julius Hodge actually was playing Duke after, and when he made that comment, so. <laughs> Well, and that will do it for this week's pick'em. All right, we were going to jump into our midseason uh, review on what we picked, what we thought we got right, but you know, as we said, we know this is your favorite show's producer's favorite podcast, and we're tired of giving them free content with no shout-outs. So you know what? Damn it, we're standing on principle, and we're not doing it. We're cutting the show early this week, so. That's your uh, Good, the Bad, and the Ugly and College Football Pick'em episode of Miserable and Reckless. Be sure to give us five stars and great reviews. And, hey, you producers out there that are stealing our content, we have a link in the description. Leave us a voicemail. We want to hear from you, you sons of bitches. So for this episode of Miserable and Reckless, I'm Logan's in there with Morgan, Dustin, and Ryan, and we will see you next time.